Hello, this is Pastor John, just reading the Word. Today, we will be in Philippians chapter 2. It's a very informative uh, chapter. It has a lot to uh, give us uh, information about Jesus Christ, His death, and what God, uh, how God treated this exceptional experience that Christ brought uh, to us that we might have salvation and know him. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that it is an inspired writings. Uh, uh, Forty men of God uh, wrote the word inspired by the Holy Spirit. And Father, I thank you for that. I ask you, Lord, that you will allow the word to be better understood by we who hear it, that the Holy Spirit would illuminate the word to our own spirits, that we might drink it in and wear it as a clothing of righteousness, that we would wear the word so that when we go out, wherever we go, that we carry within us the word of God. And it exudes from our own body, from our own words, Lord, the way that we speak and the way that we act, Father. I thank you for the power of Holy Spirit within each one of us to carry out the directions uh, of being a Christ follower, uh, that it's written on our hearts. And for this, I ask and say thank you in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other loving one another and working together with one mind and one purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others as well. You must have the same attitude of Christ Jesus. And here we will begin in verse 6. Uh, an amazing part of the word. Though he was God, this is speaking of Jesus, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Get this now. Therefore, verse 9, therefore, when you're reading your word and you come across uh, the word therefore, it's important to look above that to find out what it's there for. So from verse 6 to verse 8, it speaks of the sacrifice that Christ gave gave himself, uh, leaving heaven, becoming a human as a slave, uh, and dying on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the highest place of honor and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's amazing. 
Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you. Verse 13, this is about you who hear this. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights. Shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful servants is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. Verse 19, if the Lord Jesus is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling me how you are getting along. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how Timothy has proved himself like a son with his father. He has served me in preaching the good news. I hope to send him to you just as soon as I find out what is going to happen to me here. And I have confidence from the Lord that I myself will come to see you soon. Paul's speaking to the Philippians and extolling the virtues of another preacher, Timothy. And I want to encourage, as we did with the, um, as we did with the uh, weekly challenge, that you would be like Timothy, that you would go about sharing the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Chapter two, verse twenty-five. Meanwhile. I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, and he was your messenger to help me in my need. I am sending him because he has been longing to see you, and he was very distressed that you had heard he was ill. And he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died. But God had mercy on him and also on me so that I would not have one sorrow after another. So I, uh, so I am all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know you will be glad to see him, and then I will not be so worried about you. Welcome him with Christian love and with great joy, and give him the honor that people like him deserve, for he risked his life for the work of Christ, and he was at the point of death while doing for me what you could not do, being so far away. Such a great... Uh, letter that Paul is writing to the Philippians, giving instruction. But also in the end his of that chapter, 
he extols the virtues of Timothy and Epaphroditus as men who and women who endeavor to live the life even when their uh, uh, stay-in-place order has been placed upon Paul, as even the stay-in-place order is placed upon every person in the world. We have one thing in common around the world at this moment is the virus, but the other great thing we have in common around the world is the ability to know Jesus Christ. And when we know him, it's vital that we live like him. It's vital that we walk and talk like him. It's vital that we share the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ to our families and those that we meet. Even in these times of stay in place, we go to the gas station, we go to the grocery store, we go to the post office. There are places where we can be simply polite. We can wear our mask showing that we care about our fellow brothers and sisters by protecting one another from the spreading of this virus. I know that it's easy to look around in Visalia, California and say, we, we don't have a problem. Why do I have to stay in the house? Why do I have to wear a mask when I'm out? Well, the only proof we have is that the, the projections of this virus in terms of deaths were 100,000 to 200,000 and above. And 40,000 is a huge number for people to die. And we're, we're above 40,000 in the United States right now. But the common flu kills 60, 80 to 100,000 people every single year. So let's just be safe. Let's pray for one another. Let's um, show respect to one another by protecting them when we are out. Uh, and, and wear your mask. It's not a big deal. So thank you for listening. And uh, Father, I want to say thank you for your word. It's an inspiration to us. I ask you, Father, for a protection of all, all people. And I ask for a special uh, covering for our medical staff, our nurses and doctors, for our uh, first responders, and Lord, for those that are working specifically, I pray for Redwood Springs, that those folks are just inundated with this virus. And I pray, Holy Spirit, a sweeping move through that facility. And by the end of this month, Lord, I have full expectations that we will see something miraculous around the world with regards to this flu. I love you, Lord, and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, until tomorrow, God bless.